what it mean to me. Capital, go and make that history. I got a couple scholars to the left of me. Buff and blue, so you know they need not check for me. And you can take it to the bank. Welcome to GWSB Proud, a podcast that's all about why are you proud of GWSB? My name is Liesl Riddle, and I am the Associate Dean for Graduate Programs here at GW School of Business. And I have the privilege of being able to sit down with GW alumni, faculty, staff, and students and hear about why they are GWSB proud. I got a couple scholars to the left of me, buff and blue, so you know they need not check for me. Well, welcome to the podcast today. I am so excited to bring to the podcast studio here today, Michael Ferrier, our uh, man who wears many hats around campus, famous musician, Posse Foundation scholar, and our undergraduate student in organizational sciences. How are you, Michael? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm <laughs> doing good. I'm doing good. Well, first and foremost, I want to jump in here and uh, have you tell our listeners a little bit about that great bumper song that you created for the GWSB Proud podcast. You for know, sure. tell us a little bit about uh, why you chose the the lyrics that you did, what they sort of mean and signify uh, to you? Because I know our yeah. listeners only get to hear little pieces of it at the beginning and the end. For sure, yeah. I mean, so when you had asked me for it originally, I was like, okay, great. I have a good idea. We're going to make something cool. I didn't want it to sound like super corny, or but not too like, you know, hip hop and too, you know, aggressive that it would be kind of weird for, you know, a business school podcast. But um, you know, it's intelligently named G-Dub, um, <laughs> and it, it really just goes, G-Dub, what it means to me, capital, because we're in the capital, uh, go and make that history. I've got a couple scholars to the left of me, buff and blow, so you know they need not check for a week. So um, it's kind of like a shout out to the, the G-Dub song, um, the race high song, dun 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 dun. And I was sitting there and it took me like way too many weeks to make the song, because uh, I was waiting for the right thing to hit me. Um, and it's probably the corniest thing I've ever written. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you can take it to the bank. I wanted to feel like, you know, this is the kind of song that you can kind of just bop to and have mm -hmm. a good time to. But it also kind of tells you, we're cruising down Penn, Oh By George, How I've Made So Many Friends. I took Oh By George from the actual fight song. Um, and I just thought it would be kind of cute. They had to hail to the bluff, hail to the blue, shaking in the boots when the team comes through. Shout out our basketball team. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This felt fun. I just yeah. fun, fun little boppity bop. It is. No, I think, I think it, it works very well. And it definitely gives you the feeling of being proud, sure. you know, of, yeah. of, of being at, at GW yeah. as, as we all are. And we're certainly proud of you, campus <laughs> musician uh, extraordinaire by our student newspaper, The Hatchet, uh, best on-campus musician in 2008. You appear Team. all over. Uh, the DC area. Tell us a little bit though about how did you get started as a musician? Um, my dad, I know I grew up, he's been playing piano since he was a child. Um, my mom was always singing in, in church, um, in the choir. And so I've always been around music. Uh, you know, we had a full studio when I was a kid in the basement and I used to come around. I didn't know anything about what any of it did, but I just remember how it felt, you know, when I think about music in general, I always revert back to that memory. Um, and so, you know, when I was eight, I begged my mom for a guitar. 
and she got me one surprisingly. Mm -hmm. um, and I took lessons for maybe two years, but my brother had played drums uh, for those since he was eight, and um, he wasn't the best. Let's be real. I love you, bro. Um, but um, <laughs> when we were when he was when I was ten and he was twelve, I was like, "Hey, yo, that looks cooler." And he was always playing my guitar, so we traded. Um, and then ever since then, he became a phenomenal guitarist, and I became a, a drummer. <laughs> um, but I've always been interested in uh, in just making music that feels good. I've been around it my whole life, so I was ten playing drums in church. Um, until I finally got my first Apple Macintosh computer secondhand off of Craigslist. Mm. Um, shout out to my father. Um, and I downloaded Logic. And ever since then, I've been producing music, audio engineering, singing my b b behind off. Uh, and just enjoying it. It's just, it makes me feel sane in the hustle and bustle of GW in DC. So it's just what keeps me centered. And uh, that's really how I got started. How is, um, how is the organizational sciences that mm. you're sort of majoring in and your passion and gift for music, how do you see those going together? Yeah, so I tried a couple majors here. I came in pre-med. Uh, none of that worked for me. I even tried the lovely business school. I couldn't even get in. Stats and econ, let's talk about it. Um, but, you know, when I found OrcSci, which I was told to study for a couple people important to me told me I should probably look at it. Uh-huh, funny. Um, and I finally got into it, and it was so easy. Not in the sense that the work was easy, but it clicked with me. And it clicked with me because when you're in the recording studio, when you're doing music, there's a dynamic, right? People don't think about, you know, what it means to bring a piece of art out of somebody on the other side of the booth. Um, OrgSci talks a lot about uh, group dynamics and leadership, right? And how to see where another person's coming from, from a different perspective. Um, and those kind of things have always been something I'm, I love. Customer service is my thing, my jam. I love it. And that's what you're providing someone in the booth. You're helping them produce something more than just a song, but getting their thoughts out there. So OrcSci is based in systems engineering. Um, and it's what I call it. I call it fake business as a joke. But what it really is is an intersection between business and psychology. Mm -hmm. um, leadership, again, organizational development, leadership development. Um, and what I really want to do and where I want to take it is starting a consulting company for independent artists. A lot of artists, like myself, uh, never learn how to write a business plan or even see their music as a business. But when you think about the marketing involved, you think about uh, staying true to core values and missions, that's a part of the music that you make. And so what I want to do is take those independent artists who, who don't have the time or the energy to Google everything and find out how does the music business work. Um, and teach them how to do that and, and sometimes do it for them and eventually manage them and, you know, onwards and upwards from there. But OrcSci has definitely changed the way that I, I see what I do every day. You know, so you've been a musician for so long. When you came to campus, this is a new city for you, mm -hmm. a new space for you socially. How did you get sort of your musical career off the ground here? Ha. I know exactly. It was a... I made a mixtape. It was the first mixtape I've ever released. I released songs on SoundCloud up until then, but I got to college, and my roommate, Alpha Balde, business school student, uh, was in the room with me, and we were just kind of chilling, and I was like, yo, I have these songs. And I put them together, and I recorded all the vocals on an iPhone headphone microphone into GarageBand. Wow. Um, yeah, and then cleaned them up and edited them on my computer in Logic. And that's how I did my first thing. And I put it all over Snapchat and all over SoundCloud and Instagram. And people liked it. It was not my best work <laughs> by any means. I was trying to rap, and I'm not a rapper. 
Um, but people liked where I was going and they liked mm. the direction of it. And ever since then, I just, I try to make music that people can connect with. Um, and knowing me, I, I'm not a popular guy, but I know a ton of people. Jordan West, Dr. Jordan West, calls me the mayor of GW. Because <laughs> um, I, I won't, if I see you in the street, I'll say, hey, how you doing? If I have a song coming out, hey, did you hear my new song? If I have a show, hey, you should come see me play. Me and my boys are going to do a great show. Have a good time. You know, and that's really how it became what it did. You know, and then I started working in the recording studio. Um, and now people who are other musicians know me as someone that can help them produce what they have in their head. So we have this recording studio on sure campus did. for artists yep. uh, that are here as students. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Honestly, it's been there for a really long time, and mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know that. If you're familiar with someone named Cautious Clay, he's popping off now. He actually has recorded songs in that studio from his time at GW. Um, it's, uh, it's on the Vern <laughs> in West Hall, and it is my little escape from the Foggy Bottom bubble where I go down. There's no cell service, but there's a lot of money and equipment in that room for me to do what I love to do. Mm -hmm. um, it's a space where students in UW can come and do their podcasts. It's a space where bands can come in and play as loudly as they want. Hopefully not, because please don't bust the microphones. But uh, they, you know, they can get something that they can show all their friends. I've had so many students who aren't necessarily musicians uh, come in and you know, play and have fun. And I've met really cool people and really cool musicians that I've collaborated with now uh, through that space. It also allows me to, one, have a little pocket change, thank you. It's a work-study job, guys, so please apply, we need help. Um, but also, it allows us to, uh, it's allowed me to solidify a piece of the GW experience or the education I wanted to receive when I got to GW mm. without having to apply for a class or consortium classes at American. There's no audio engineering program here, mm -hmm. um, which was much to my dismay, but we have access to Linda LinkedIn Learning, Mm -hmm. uh, which has taught me how to use Pro Tools. Um, and then I get to sit down there and practice all night for as long as I want and make good music and learn. Well, since our listeners may not know what the Vern means, mm. this is our Mount Vernon campus. How do you get there when you're on the Foggy Bottom campus uh -huh. here, the main campus? How do you get out to the Mount Vernon campus? You take the VEX, the Vern Express. And there's been many a time where I've had the odd five o'clock session and I've had to leave pretty early because the traffic will get you yeah. if you're not careful. It takes a little bit of planning, uh, but it's free. It takes about 15 minutes to get there. And during the day, they leave every five minutes. So it's pretty accessible, the Vern, Mount Vernon campus. Uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful place. Um, and there's a lot of really cool things that are happening down there that people just haven't really warmed up to yet, just because it's, it seems far. But once you get there, there's a, a wonderful culture there um, for students and musicians alike. Uh, to kind of take some space away if you want to go write some music or do some work actually so you can free up time to write some music. The Vern is a great place. That's great. Yeah. Well, and it's more than that too. I've heard we also have the Student Music Coalition, mm -hmm. the SMC. What's yep. that all about? So the SMC uh, is a it's, a, it's a student organization where students, you know, they pay a deposit or dues um, and then they receive a, uh, a code to the lockbox which gives you access to Six, uh, four room, five rooms, sorry, five rooms of practice rooms with full drums in there, um, a PA system, microphones, and in a couple of rooms a piano. So you can go in there with your band and practice. There's several GW Law School students that have bands uh, who actually come and use the space. It's very affordable. You get your deposit back at the end of the semester. Um, 
and they also uh, conduct jam sessions, so a bunch of students can come in and have fun. I've met a ton of guys and ladies who, uh, who just are fun to play with, and you go and you just jam out for a bit and then go back to your day. Sometimes during finals, when all the, books are, the rooms are booked, I go in there and I just study. Mm -hmm. There's a nice comfy couch. So it does the job, and it, it's a really good space. Um, I'm hoping the school uh, sees the value in it and uh, helps them push even further in what they're trying to do as an organization. Well, there's so many music venues on campus mm -hmm. and off campus, and you've played a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about some of those? Yeah. Um, my favorite by far is always going to be Songbird, uh, not only because I played there, but one of my favorite artists performed there, um, and it was one of the best concerts I've ever had, I've ever seen. Uh, Songbird uh, Record Cafe, great place, great staff, great engineers. Um, and I actually, when uh, I think my sophomore year, I like my junior year, I released a mixtape with a friend of mine, Alfonso Bonds, or AJ Peoples. Um, we sold out the entire uh, cafe area to release our mixtape, and it was a marvelous night. I've also mm -hmm. done uh, Chapacalia, which is a great spot. GW students know it well, because uh, it also turns into a, kind of a club, dance place uh, some nights. Uh, I've done DC9, which is another great one, um, with the Colonies, a band uh, of graduated GW students. Um, and we filled that one up as well, so it was mm -hmm. a really good time. I've also done a Lerner, uh, not Lerner, sorry, Lisner uh, Auditorium uh, for Battle of the Acapellas. Um, and I've played, I've sang in Smith. I sang the national anthem a couple of times in Smith. I'm in actually the Smith Center, yeah, the student here. The mm -hmm. Smith Center, where we play the basketball games. Funny story, last time I sang it, I actually forgot the words of the national anthem. It was mm. a great moment of time, um, but we, were, we bounced <laughs> back. Um, yeah, those are some of the cool places that I performed. Um, and the SMC was dope because they a lot of times let us use their equipment. Uh, especially one time we did a, we had a show and we wanted to hype up the show. So we actually performed right outside of Gelman. Um, Events and Menus was not the most happy about it uh, because we didn't have a permit. But they were gracious enough to let us finish out our set um, and just kind of rock out. That wouldn't have been possible without the SMC letting us use their equipment. Um, and then you also have Search of Records, which is a group uh, formed, I want to say in 2010, by a group of GW students who help artists on campus um, without any kind of record contract or anything like that, book shows and venues, because they have a relationship with a lot of the venues in DC. Hmm. Um, and they are largely responsible for me becoming what I have musically. I would have never done my first show uh, had it not been for Search a Record saying, hey, you sound great, come to a show. Um, same with uh, my good friend AJ Peoples. I brought him up at my show during Chapacalia, and ever since we've been just running shows uh, since our sophomore year. So I don't know, it's a great community of people who want to support each other uh, and, uh, and make more music and, and have fun, you know? So, um, so our listeners, many of them are prospective students or even current students on campus. Can you give them some hints about where are the cool places to go to listen and enjoy music around campus? For sure. Um, on campus, there's a ton of acapella groups. A lot of them perform in Lisner, uh, but also in Betts. Done a couple. I've also performed in Betts, but Betts is a good spot to catch plays, theater stuff, um, and music, which a lot of times incorporate. Cabaret is one of the more fun ones to do, uh, where they sing and do theater. Um, I'm also a veteran of cabaret. Um, outside of campus, 
you're looking at, you know, Songbird's always a great place because they have a ton of great uh, artists rolling through um, the park on 14th is a great place. Oh, that's where age. we actually hold our graduation gala for well, undergrad and graduate students. Yeah, Honestly, that's right. Really great spot. And uh, the chef there is a Trinidadian woman. Amazing. The jerk wings fire. Um, but, but that's besides the point. They're really dope. <laughs> um, there's also 14th Street, Adams Morgan. Great places to go. Lots of fun. Uh, Madam's Organ is a great place for live music. Um, but then there's also stuff on like U Street, Black Denali, uh, some jazz clubs that are pretty fun. So it, it's a long list. I, I could print one out for you one of these days. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a fun city, and there's a lot of free stuff to do, too, uh, if you want to catch music. The Kennedy Center is a gem, especially with the new edition that they opened up. It is a gem. If you want to, Lupe Fiasco did something last semester there, um, which was, I didn't get a chance to go, but I saw the videos, and wow, pretty cool. Echo Stage as well. That's a pretty standard one. Yeah, the Kennedy Center is actually one that I think, I don't know how many different uh, guests that we've had here on the podcast have mentioned in one way or the other since it just steps away from here, mm -hmm. I think. Just goes to show how many of us really take advantage of all the great programming that, yeah. that's, uh, that's over there. i got to get well, over there more. What other uh, student organizations are you involved with on campus? You have some important leadership roles. Yeah, uh, last year I was the president of the Black Student Union. Uh, which was a great uh, exercise in uh, time management, first and foremost. <laughs> um, but no, it was, a, it was a really great way for me to put into practice a lot of what I learned about leadership theory um, and about working with groups, um, especially in a sense where you really care about the group that you are uh, part of. Um, student leadership as a, as a concept is difficult in ways because a lot of s students don't realize that the student part is still mm -hmm. a part of the leadership. Um, mm -hmm. GW is a place where you could quickly very, uh, very much get bogged down by the clubs and the e-boards because you know we're in DC, politics are a thing, you know, accolades, internships, we want to do as much as we can. Um, but what I've learned is that when you care about something, that's what you should put your time into. Um, mm -hmm. So aside from music and the ways that I lead in music, being president of the Black Student Union was a way that I could empower other students, I hope, uh, to you know, step up and also lead uh, without being in a position. Leadership to me is not a position, it's a verb. You know, anyone could be a leader. Uh, there's, no, there's no right way, or, well, hmm. there's no requirements, I'll say, for mm. you to be a leader besides a willingness to understand and, and, and see people's perspective and do what you can for others. Yeah. Um, so that was my experience as BSU's president and I've left it in the hands of Owen Manning who is a fantastic man and he's killing the game right now um, and I'm very proud of him and all of the e-board uh, that has been chosen. So. Well, you and Owen have something in common. You're <laughs> both posse scholars. Yes, can you tell our listeners a little bit about uh, the Posse Foundation and the Pos Posse Scholar Program. For sure, yeah, the Posse Foundation, uh, without getting into the whole elevator pitch, the biggest thing about the Posse Foundation is that it selects leaders and it selects people who are willing and able to make a big difference when they come to campus. That is the point of Posse, is to come to a campus and expand the way that we think and view these conversations that can be difficult. Mm -hmm. um, we do eight months of pre-collegiate training um, 
to show us how to have better conversations, how to have more multicultural conversations, and how to have conversations that don't alienate groups who don't think like you. It's about bringing together people and bringing diversity, and not just by color, race, and gender, uh, but by perspective. Um, you know, there's a multitude of posses. There's the DC posse, but we're from Atlanta, the Atlanta posse. Uh, my posse is Posse One, um, and they select 10 of us to come to a campus um, on a scholarship to, to work hard and make a change. And it's a beautiful program. It's given me more than I could ever ask for, including the illustrious Lisa Riddle. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's all love. Well, it was my, my pleasure to be the, the, one of the faculty advisors for the, the, uh, the, the Posse program. But I, it's been also fun to watch since you all were the first posse cohort on campus to now realize we have four cohorts and you all yeah. are getting ready to graduate this that May. So it's almost over. It's almost over and it's and it's right around right around the corner. We're so um, grateful that uh, you came in here in the podcast room to share a little bit about why you wrote the song and the music culture on our campus. Yep. Um, before we go, though, I bet our listeners really would like to hear more about how they can hear more <laughs> from Michael Ferrier and his and his music. Where can where can they listen to more? Yeah, um, I am on Instagram, haha, as the T H E Plantain Poppy P A P I. Um, it's a joke on Drake, so don't at me, please. Um, that's where I post a lot of some of the newer stuff I'm working on, just some singing videos. I've been really busy, so I haven't put a lot on my uh, Spotify. I am on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, and Tidal. You just find me under Ferrier, F-E-R-R-I-E-R, -E and you will see my smiling face. Um, I have one song out now. It's called Black Is, um, but I'm working on doing all the stuff that I had on SoundCloud previously and putting it on the platform as well. Wonderful. I just have to replay it all because they have samples in it and we like staying legal <laughs> that would be a great idea yes, <laughs> yes, well thank you so much for joining me thank in the you. podcast studio today michael thank you for having me it was really fun what it mean to me capital go and make that history I got a couple scholars to the left That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening today. Shout out for music credit to Plantain Poppy, also known as Michael Ferrier, GW Class of 2020. See you next time to learn more ways we are GWSB proud. Hell to the blue, shaking the nipples when the team come through. Had the hell to the buff. Hell to the blue, shaking the nipples when the team come through. Come through. What it mean to me? Capital, go and make that history. I got a couple scholars to the left of me. Buff and blue, so you know they need not that for me.